This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. We have the latest insight about local real estate for you with, of course, your local real estate pro, Lisa True. And as we get going today, if you're not already at truerealestate911.com, go there once you do. Well, you won't need me to tell you why anymore because you'll see firsthand the real estate information that's available, including the ability to search the MLS in real time. Plenty of helpful videos and information to get you started on your search for Palm Beach County real estate. And if you're looking to sell, well, the truce always can help you there as well. And uh, in fact, if you want to reach out to the truce, just call them. Ready to help you seven days a week. 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326. And we're going to be debunking some of those real estate myths on today's show. You know, conventional wisdom is often anything but wise. And there's been so much conventional wisdom in real estate that seemingly has played out for 20, 30 years. And uh, it's not any better today than it was then. But there is something that's new right now, Lisa. And that is, as the partial government shutdown has been playing out, we know that often what happens in the news might be sensationalized just a bit. In terms of the real estate market, the impact to somebody throughout the Palm Beaches, what is uh, the impact with the partial government shutdown? What should people be aware of? Well, the good news is the IRS is going back to work. Now, obviously, they're not resolved yet with pay, and yet they will be there to verify for self-employed and for FHA going forward. Now, obviously, there's a little bit of backlog, so it may be a little slower. And that's what we're hearing and what we're finding is that verifications that our lenders need may take a little longer than normal. And it just kind of is what it is. Now, the good news is this really is only affecting a small percentage of our transactions. There are people getting loans, able to go ahead and close. We just did a refinance on one of our properties, and so and it was really easy. So the reality is that real estate is still going on. Now, the second thing that we're seeing is, obviously, if you work for the federal government and you're not getting a paycheck, everything has stopped. And so I think it's the mental side that sometimes we see. And yet, once again, there's homes being listed, homes being sold, and it's no reason to delay putting your home on the market. You know, Lisa, nationally, I was taking a look and trying to figure out what's real and what isn't. And I was, uh, I saw a number, ultimately, I was able to get it down by the time I combined some of what was happening, around 78% uh, that are not impacted. And that's about what you're seeing here. You were saying that only maybe one in, in four transactions uh, that, that you've come across seem like they're impacted in some way. Yes, one in four, and that's in Florida, or at least South Florida. Now, in areas where they have different type of loan products that are prevalent, it may be a little bit a higher number, but here in South Florida, really it's not impacting us a whole lot. And our lenders are telling us that they're still able to do deals. In many cases, it's just, it's just, you know, it's going to take longer and that's okay. And there is actually one thing that's exceedingly positive about real estate that's happened on back of the partial government shutdown. Notice that over the past week, we have about the lowest mortgage rates we've had over the past year, despite the Federal Reserve having raised rates four times over that period of time. Yes, interest rates are definitely amazing. I will tell you, I want everybody to go and get your mortgage statement. 
Look online, wherever you keep that, and look and see what your interest rate is, number one. Number two, and here's a big one, look and see if when you purchased your home, if you had a fixed rate that converted to an adjustable rate. Now, you may have forgotten about it because at the time, your payment stayed the same. Now, if you have one of those loans, you probably right now should look at refinancing that property if you intend to stay you know, three, five, seven years in that home because eventually interest rates will go up and now you have an adjustable rate loan and your payment will go up. So it's it's time to get information to see if that applies to you and see if you should take advantage. Steve and I just refinanced a property and that's exactly what we said is, okay, we're going to be here five to seven years. We're going to own this property. We're going to have a better rate than we have right now. So it's time to capitalize on that little dip. That's great advice because it really has been meaningful quickly. And the other thing too is we don't know where this story ends, how it ends, or exactly uh, when that, that moment's going to come. But just as rates have fallen quickly on back of this partial shutdown, a chance they could bounce back pretty quickly afterwards. So, you know, acting right now certainly seems like some really good advice. Now, speaking of good advice, cutting through the nonsense that's out there, uh, you know, some of these myths that you have highlighted that really are a disservice to so many people. Let's start by, uh, you know, tackling the, the pricing idea here because uh, more so than anything else, you know, when, when it comes to pricing homes, it, it seems like that's where so many agents get it wrong. I think agents get it wrong. I think that sellers get it wrong. And obviously, as a seller, everyone wants the most money they can get. And some, you know, will use the word need to get the most money that they can. And I'm all for that. I, I've never given a house away yet <laughs> and don't plan to. And so our belief, and, and it's not just our belief, it's actually proven by the results that we get, is that when you hit that sweet spot in the market, when you hit the price perfect, that you can get multiple, multiple offers and really maximize and drive that price up. We just did that on a property in Delray where, honestly, the client really had to trust me on my pricing strategy. Now, did I underprice it? No, I didn't. I don't believe in doing that either. We priced it based on solds. And yet, when you looked at the actives in the area, what people were asking, people were like, well, why are we pricing it this way? The seller was. And the reality is we drove the price up $65,000. Wow. Holy cow. And we had people bumping into each other because it was priced right. And we ended up getting a cash, quick closing, great price. And so you've got to hit that pricing right. Being off a little will cause you not to sell. And that is just not what anybody wants to do if you're putting your home on the market. How much of mispricing a listing is the homeowner saying, this is what I want? And a real estate agent not willing to tell them where it should be priced in order to try to get the listing and then figure it out later versus how much is just either laziness or lack of research on a real estate agent's part and informing their client. I think it comes down to when an agent needs the transaction more than the seller does, that's, mm. a, that's a challenge. Steve and I live our life very conservatively so that I always want the deal because I know we are the best at what we do, and yet I never need the deal. 
And I'm okay telling you the truth because if you hire me or you don't, I will be okay financially. I don't need, uh, you know, the deal to pay my mortgage, to pay my to pay my car payment, to pay my, you know, luxuries in life. The reality is I want the business because I know we are going to take great care of our clients. So having an agent that does enough business, first of all, to feel the changes before we start reporting on them. Right. That's a big one. I just uh, put a property on the market and the gentleman found us. He's out of state. He's already moved. He has a vacant house. And he had a very um, disappointing experience. His house is still vacant six months later and sitting, right? And he said to me, you know, I found you online. I looked at all your reviews. And he started looking up after the fact, when (laughs) the listing was over, his prior agent. The prior agent has sold four homes in an entire year. Oh, jeez. So that agent... Which isn't atypical either, unfortunately. No, it's actually the average. The average agent sells four homes a year uh, nationally as well as in Florida. And that agent actually doesn't have the ability to give good advice. They just, they, they don't do it enough. How much time would you say is spent researching the real estate market to provide that type of information to your clients? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I don't sleep. so um, <laughs> It's true, by the way. Yeah. I get up at three. Guess what? Lisa, a lot of times, is up communicating about then, too. Yeah, you know. I, <laughs> By it, choice. You know, the reality is that we love real estate. We eat, breathe, you know, live real estate. And, and so we're always studying the market. We're studying the changes. And once again, we validate what we already know because we're, we're doing so many deals. We feel, feel it when, when the market, um, interest slowed down in the fall by 30%, we knew it. We felt it immediately. And while other people were saying, Oh, the market's so great. The reality is the market had shifted for it. And now the question was how long, right? Was it a short-term shift? Was it not? And so Steve and I both study the market and we also are willing to consult with our other agents and say, okay, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? And because four of us are trues and have grown up and lived this life for so long, their opinions are just as important, honestly, as Stephen and, and my opinion. And but it comes by being in the marketplace, studying, being ready to like look into things that we already know and not buying the hype, right? We don't buy the hype when the news says, oh, there's no homes for sale. We don't buy the hype when they say, oh, the sky is falling or nobody can get a loan because the government's shut down. We go and say, what's real, right? Because yes, of course people can get a loan right now. Now, not all people can get a loan right? Or not all people can close in two weeks like we used to. So it's just knowing what's real and not being so dramatic and then giving our clients all of the information so they make great decisions. Okay. So that's one big myth dispelled. Now, when it comes to new home construction, I mean, what what is there to discuss? Why would we need a real estate agent? You know, this is the probably the the one area, the number one area where people say, I don't need a real estate agent. Um, I will tell you, I have a past client who purchased a home from a very reputable local uh, big national builder in the area, and it didn't go as planned. Now, they had used us. We were their agent. And when the home was delivered, there were issues. They weren't in it alone. 
Now, we're not attorneys, and yet we are able to kind of advocate for our clients. The other thing, and I get this call, whether it's new construction or just somebody doing renovations, they're always selling the, the upgrades, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. My biggest one's solar, which has nothing to do with new construction, just in general, that if you put solar in your house or if your home's on the lake or if you have the pool like this, your house will be so much more valuable when you go to sell it. We're going to be there and go, look, if you love that pool, go for it, right? Yep. Because life is about experiencing, enjoying. It's not always about what is the most biggest return on every decision you make. Sure. So if you're going to enjoy that pool, go for it. Understand, brand new, you are not going to get anywhere close to what you spend on that pool, right? And in fact, often won't that be a limiting factor when it comes time to sell? Well, you know, there's... Half the people want pools and half the people don't, right? So either way, you're okay. You're gonna have. You're gonna alienate half the people. <laughs> either way you go, the question is if you spend fifty or seventy-five or a hundred thousand on a pool, what are you going to get back when you go to sell? Um, maybe fifteen or twenty, twenty-five thousand. Wow. So you just have to know that. Now, is the builder going to tell you that? No, they're not. Of course not. But we're going to be there, and we're not going to tell you not to do it. We're just going to give you great information, and we're going that to know— That could save you tens or, who knows, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the process. You may ch- choose to still put a pool in, just not put in the Mac Daddy pool if you're leaving in three years. See, we know walking into that new construction what your exit strategy is, or at least your intended exit strategy, so that we can kind of guide you. We're also going to look at things like floor plans, once again— If you love a floor plan, buy it. And yet, maybe one is more marketable than the other. And if you're leaving in three, five, seven years, you really do need to look at marketability, not just what do I want right this second. The other thing that comes to mind you're talking about that and some of what I've seen, you have a lot of new home construction that is built in a much trendier way than it seemingly used to be, where it was kind of broad appeal. But we know because of the age of HGTV and all that, whatever the fat is today often will be incorporated to sell it today. You have perspective on trends and and how times evolve and and ultimately can provide better perspective on on those types of decisions as well, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, we're going to help you even from a standpoint of marketability of selections. If you're toying between two options, which one's going to get us the greatest success? I mean, I always think about it that if you call me in three years or five years and say, hey, Lisa, we're with we this great job opportunity and we're moving and we need you to come sell our house. Am I going to be excited about it or am I going to go, oh, my gosh, they put that whatever color granite in or quartz <laughs> in? Oh, my gosh. Right. Um, the other thing about new construction, and this is the big misconception. They think that if they go in there without an agent, the buyer is going to save money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, right? Yes. The yes. cost does not go up or down either way, whether you have an agent or not. Because guess what? There is an agent. When you walk in alone, there is an agent. Guess who he's looking out for? <laughs> or she? The builder. Yeah. But there is an agent. Yep. So having somebody that understands what is real... We had a client who, um, they were a repeat past client. They 
went to a new construction, went without us, and then they thought, oh, wait, I should have called Lisa. They called us to sell their property, which we did in record time, and they sent me over the contract. They were nervous about it. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm like, there's no way in this world I would ever sign that. The other thing is additional cost. Different builders charge different fees that you have to absorb, and they're not always clear. Now, they're in the contract, but it's not always clear when you're comparing community to community. Maybe you, you're you not sold on one community. You're just looking for a new construction. We can help kind of equalize pros and cons of each one and help you find the right lifestyle. Now, that client I was talking about decided that they were crazy to go spend that money on that new construction house. And we went and found a, a much better house resale that was better than anything they dreamed of. Now, I love new construction. We love to sell new construction, but you don't walk in by yourself. You don't need to. That's a pretty huge difference in that one example you just gave about the outcome there. So yeah, all the more reason uh, to reach out to the truth. And again, buying, selling questions, there is a resource as Lisa pointed out, even somebody who wasn't even uh, prepared to use her just to get that advice to make sure that uh, everything's on track. Truth, seven days a week. 561-972-8326. That's 561-972-8326. Or again, if you're not there, go right now to truerealestate911.com. 